Hi, I'm Kurt Barnes. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible. It's my prayer that you would be continually growing in your relationship with Jesus and that this podcast would be one of the many tools that the Holy Spirit is using in your life to bring about transformation. Don't forget to press the subscribe button and remember, you can hear our full-length sermons at scf.tv. Welcome back again to your daily Bible podcast as we continue through the book of John today in John chapter 6. Continuing in our story, we're going to read today verse 20 through through 29. Now this is part of a large section of narrative story that, that falls chronologically. So I want you to understand, Jesus has fed the massive crowd, 5,000 plus men, women, and children. Then his disciples went across the lake on the boat. Jesus did not go with them. He stayed back in isolation by himself. And then when they were halfway across in the storm, he walked out on the water and joined his party. Now it is morning time the next day. And this is what it says. Verse 22. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into their boats and went to Capernaum in search for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? So I think it's interesting at this point in the story, if you remember the details from before, Jesus had clearly not gotten in the boat with the disciples and the crowd knew that. And yet in the morning, the boats are still there, but Jesus isn't. So they're thinking, where did Jesus go? I wonder how did Jesus possibly get across this lake because he didn't take a boat and yet here he is. So they're wondering, how did you get here? So it's interesting how Jesus answers them. Verse 26, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I perform, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Isn't it interesting that Jesus doesn't answer their question? This was an opportunity if if Jesus were me, thank you Jesus that you're not, but if he was, I would say, oh, I got to tell you this amazing story. Last night, I walked on water during the storm. It was amazing. And then when I got in the boat, I teleported the boat to the other side. Look at me. But that's not what Jesus does at all. Instead, he turns it back onto them. He turns it to their motivations and their attitudes. And this is so often what Jesus does. He tells them that they're not looking for him because they understood the miracle. They understood the sign he had done the day before in feeding the crowd. They're looking for him because they liked the food in their belly and they wanted some more to eat. Verse 27, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Now, I want you to remember the Son of Man is the term that Jesus most often uses in reference to himself. It is a messianic name, a name that the uh, Jews of the day would have very well understood 
the, con- the connotation of what Jesus was saying. He's saying, the Son of Man gives you eternal life. That's food that doesn't spoil. Remember, this is in the context of they're looking for another meal. They're looking for more food. And this is much like what he told the woman at the well just just prior to the, this passage when he told her that he would give her water that, would, that she would never thirst again. So Jesus is telling this crowd much the same thing. There's a food, there's something that will never spoil that's so much more important than just the water from the well and just the bread and the fish, but the crowd still doesn't understand. The crowd still is looking for the physical, for for the immediate fix, help that Jesus can give them instead of something much bigger and much greater that Jesus is there to do. Verse 28, then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Again, they're asking the wrong question. Jesus tells them not to work for food that will spoil, but to believe in him, the Son of Man, and he would give them eternal life and God's seal of approval. So they respond, well, what should we do? What work do we need to do to require this? And Jesus answers, verse 29, The work of God is this. This is a huge statement. I want you to listen. The work of God is this. Believe in the one he has sent. That's all Jesus tells them. The work of God is this. Their question, what work do we need to do in order, what what does God require us to do for this eternal life? And Jesus gives them a very simple answer. Believe in me. Believe that I am the Son of God. Believe that I am the Messiah. Believe that I am the one that the Father has sent into this world. And you have done all the work necessary for eternal life. This is the message of the gospel. It isn't about the work that you can do or that you need to do. It's about you doing the one thing, placing your hope, your faith, your life in the hands of Jesus Christ. And the rest is all ready done. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, what he was declaring is everything necessary for you and I to have salvation, to have eternal life, to have the Holy Spirit living in us was completed by Jesus's sacrifice of his blood on the cross. And now you and I become co-heirs with Christ, sons and daughters adopted by God brothers and sisters together in the blood and in the name of Jesus. This is the good news of the gospel. Let's pray today as we close. Jesus, thank you that the work that you require is not heavy toil or burdensome, but it's simply to put our faith and our trust in you. Thank you that you've shown us how. Thank you that you made this possible. Thank you that you set the table for us and called us to the table that you lead us by the hand, that you knock on the door of our heart, that you make yourself known to us so that, Jesus, that we can enter into this relationship with your Father. Thank you that you have done this for us and that you continue seeking and saving the lost. I pray today that we will be um, bearers of this good news, that we will be ambassadors of this good news to everyone we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen.